and welcome to uh, another episode of the Midlife Athlete Podcast uh, with me, one of your hosts, Jason, and as usual, um, joined with Greg. Greg, how are you? Very well, mate. Very well. It's been a while. We haven't we haven't done this for a while. We've we've life got in the way of it. Yeah, life has got in the way a little bit. But um, hopefully, we'll this will kickstart another another run, right? Yes. But although we, we are, we're not doing our little. Um, um, uh, our structures we've been doing before. This this is not a this is not a teaching um, episode. This is an interview episode. Yeah, we're back to the old format. Our old format. It's, and it's yes. nice to be back actually to this format. It's yes, good. it it's is good. Right over to you. Yeah. You're going to do the. Well, we, yeah. Well, we've got a we've got a guest on today who who a few days ago, uh, four or five days ago, completed an amazing challenge, and we're going to talk about it. It's Matthew Forgeon. And, um, well, I'll just hand you over to Matthew and say, Matthew, what did you do? Tell us all about well, it. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Good evening, everyone. Um, yeah, six of us decided it was a great idea a few months ago to do something that involved moving a little bit of weight. And for some strange reason, we chose a, a random number of a million kilograms. <laughs> and to put that into perspective, it, it's the weight of 200 fully grown elephants. And we, we wanted to do this in a certain period of time. And the reason we did it was because one of my daughters and one of the other team members, his wife has a similar condition, which is endometriosis, which is a relatively unknown condition, but it affects about, well, the, 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 I think the, the number that's talked about by the, the, the various endometriosis charities is 176 million women oh, yeah. are affected globally. So it affects a lot more women than most other mm. things affect globally mm. so we were chatting in the gym um and we thought right what can we do to raise awareness and perhaps raise a little bit of money as well so we got chatting and i was chatting to my pt and he said i'd be up for a challenge and we roped in three other younger guys um and we set upon this kind of crazy target of a million kilograms to do it in, in definitely like 24 hours, but we were hoping to do it in under 12 hours. We ended up doing it in just about six hours. Bloody hell. Yeah. So it's even more impressive. Great. <laughs> so what, what was I, – I kind of got in my head, if I go at a steady pace, I could do it in 11 or 12 hours. But these youngsters and the, and the age range, I am 59 – the next youngest was 31, <laughs> and then my PT is 29, yeah. and he was former world junior bodybuilding champion. He was 18, so he's as strong as an ox anyway. Right. And then there was 21, 21, and 20. So the average age was 32. <laughs> there were, there were and these guys just didn't want to stop and have a break. And I'd kind of forecast every hour I was going to have a 10, 15-minute break, and gradually my sets would get lower each hour. We looked at all the data when we finished, and everybody was actually going faster each hour to move more weight per hour. Wow. And it was all linked up to a computer in the, in the gym, you know, one of the TV screens, and we could see our aggregate weight moving up all the time. And we're thinking, this is crazy. We're going, this, we're going far too quickly. We've started off far too quickly. And we continued on at either the same rate or slightly faster. So. That's and I think talk about an adrenaline rush. <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I've, I've never felt like it. And of course, I couldn't let these youngsters show me up. So I was continuing to do the sets at the same speed as they were. Yeah. Hence, I probably was feeling slightly worse on the Saturday and the Sunday than they were. But 
hopefully the mental toughness got me through. And physically, I have to say, up until maybe six years ago, I was a very occasional user of a gym. I would do some cardio stuff, outdoor circuits, and I enjoyed playing yeah, golf and cricket and various kind of relatively non-really active sports. Um, in my younger days, I played a lot of sport. Um, but I got back into the gym, and I, I got some PT lessons, and I really enjoyed it. And having had a sedentary job for 30 years plus, yeah, my PT looked at me and suddenly said, oh, okay, I think we've got a little bit of work to do here. So I was all kind of rounded shoulders and not sat properly. And it's taken five years of hard work on both sides, but it's also becoming slightly addictive. And I love going to the gym now. And it gave me the impetus then and the ability to do this challenge. And I will continue to do more challenges as long as my body is allowing me to do so. Matthew, it, it's, it's, it's incredible. It's an impressive. I mean, I, I heard you 24 hours, but I didn't realize you did it in six. I mean, that's quite, talk, so talk us through what, what's, what, how are you lifting the weights? I mean, what, what, what were well, you doing? We, we kind of agreed beforehand that the, the best way of doing it is to have two squat racks. And for people who wanted to bench press 40 kilograms or 50 kilograms could either, yeah, we, we, we put two bars on. Mm. And then what we would have was kind of um, a hex bar with yeah. 70 kilograms on. And everybody, all of the six of us, were very happy with a 70 kilogram weight on hex bar for multiple reps. Yeah. And then we would have a row, yeah, kind of a, a barbell row or a seated row. As long as, and we were looking at each other, as long as everything was at 90 degrees, you, know, you had to make sure you weren't cheating. And yes. You had to have your, everything pulled back properly. So what happened is that people would do kind of 10 of each of the three circuits, if you like. So 10 at 50 kilograms or 40 kilograms of the bench press, straight into one of the other two exercises, and then do the third one. And then my, my thinking was, if I do one every five minutes, one circuit every five minutes, I do 12 circuits an hour, I'd kind of get to, let's say 20,000 or 18,000 an hour with some breaks. That's why I thought it was going to take me eight, nine, 10 hours. But the first hour, I was on set number 18 rather than 12. So I was going at 50% as a higher rate. And one hour in, I said to the guys, I think we should just take it, take it easy a little bit, have a drink, make sure you have a little bit of fuel because, you know, it's quite calorific in calorie intensive burn rate. And people said, no, no, we'll keep on going. So, of course, I had to keep on going. (laughs) But we were monitoring the way and we had somebody in the gym monitoring the number of circuits that we were doing. So when we'd finished one, we'd speak to them and say, right, just put it on. And we were also recording our own and we kind of verified that halfway through to make sure, right, we thought we'd done 50 sets each and that tallied up with what was happening. And that was feeding up into the TV screen to give us the aggregate weight. So it was, it worked really well. There's a lot of organization and a, a little bit of tech as well. So it's a good job, mm-hmm. Greg, what we were saying earlier that I wasn't involved in any of the tech stuff <laughs> <laughs> feeding into the TV screen. Um, but we had a, yeah, we had a lot of support from the gym. Uh, we even had in the last hour, we had a lot of people coming up, into the gym and the adrenaline rush with the loud music, mm. yeah, the drum and bass music, and it just, it was quite spectacular. Mm. I know you've been doing, you know, some endurance training and endurance tasks as well. Mm. With a good vibe of people and some good music, it's quite incredible what you can yeah. do. Yeah. 
it was um, for, for us. It was it was a uh, that's what kept us going. It was, it was this influx of people, it was this rotation of people in and out all the time. And it was even even sort of you know three o'clock in the morning. It was it was still quite there was a buzz to the place. And and uh, so the as you say, it's that adrenaline rush and and the the support and 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 therefore you don't want to let your teammates down. You don't want to let the, the people who come to to watch you down. Uh, and that and that feeds into as I say that feeds into your energy and um, and it creates uh, as I say it creates a hell of an atmosphere. But that's you, what you're doing there is just it sounds in, in, incredible and brilliant. So yeah, so uh, I suppose the question at the end of it was that wasn't as bad as we thought. <laughs> what should we do next? Right. Um, now the, the one thing I and, and because you've done all the training that you've done, it is quite intensive training and it's very time consuming as yeah. well. So I would still like to participate in another challenge of some description. Um, but I was thinking that it would be quite interesting through social media and actually contacts, if we can do something a little bit more, whether on a nationwide or even global basis, hmm. where we can get a lot of people from different gyms to commit to doing something. Now, it doesn't have to be a million kilograms because – it can be a lot of weight unless people are really training hard for it. But it could just be a number of gyms, and it, we, we could partner with one of the gym chains mm. to say, right, let's organize something for next year. Mm. Uh, so it gives people plenty of opportunity to, uh, you know, to train ahead. But I, I have a vision that that would be great because it's a, it's a lot of involvement from a lot of people. And let's face it, the gym culture over here is, is big. Mm. There's a lot of people doing it. But in particular – People of a similar age to myself, and as I mentioned earlier, I'm 59 years old. It's not impossible. In well, after me having sat in a chair in, on a desk in, in, in the city for 30 years, I could still do this movement. And I'm still, yeah, I'm actually pretty okay this week as well. Mm. So I'm just thinking out loud here that it might be interesting. And perhaps, Greg, through, you know, through your contacts and, 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 and through the podcast that you're doing, to get a handful of people together to see what we can do, swap some ideas. What's the best way of doing it? Mm. It's just an idea now, but I think you know we've got we've got to kind of plan ahead. If we plan to do something next spring, time we, you know time goes by very quickly as we know. So we've got to have an idea and we've got to try to execute the idea. But certainly nationally, or if we can, I mean globally, that would be a buzz. Mm. And somebody said the other day. Well, what can you do? It's similar to an ice bucket challenge. The ice bucket challenge was went viral. doesn't really cost very much. Mm. It's very quick. But if people go to the gym for a few hours, yeah, it could be how much weight can be lifted. And we could go for a world record. How much weight can be moved by a lot of people in the gym in a three-hour period or a four-hour period? Mm. Yeah. Again, just an idea. There's, so I'd be, there's, there's, I'd be there's, there's all sorts of scope. There's there's scope for all sorts of different things you could be doing. I mean, there's you know, there's the team aspect of you, of, you know, six of you just going at it in a gym. There's 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 a you could have in a gym over a certain time frame, yeah, you know, a week. You know, people just chip hmm. in and, and just add their 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 reps to a to a chart which at the end of the week they've they've, sh they've shifted 10 million kilograms you know yeah gym, the gym has a has a target to shift whatever um and if they do that or you know they, they can get if they get sponsorship then that goes to a charity and it's just yeah or each person pays yeah 
five quid or 10 quid or something for the privilege of participating. Yes. Because you may end up with a million, well, I, I always aim high, but you <laughs> may end up with a million people doing it. Yeah, yeah. On a global basis. Exactly. And if you could time it so that you can capture the North American market at the same time as the European market and, and Asia, I know it's going to be difficult to get everyone doing it at the same time. Mm. But you might be able to have some crossover. Mm. It's just a thought, but it would be fantastic. Oh, it's, uh, it's definitely that. I think, as we as we, we touched upon before, I think the from a health perspective, I feel now probably fitter and stronger and more mobile than I have done for forty years. Well, that's going to be that was one of the reasons why we got you on the podcast is to talk about that because you know, you're almost twice the 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 age of 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 your, the next participant. Yes. Yeah, and so so. We want we, 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 Jason and I would really love to dig into you know that and how you train for it and and um, yeah your mindset on it as well. I, I, Jason, you you you, be, you was you ask a question? Yeah, well, I was just I was just gonna say what what got you into um, going to the gym. You you said that you know you had a city job, you're very sedentary, played a bunch of sort of slightly different sort of sports that I guess would probably be more social rather than, you know, from a, a competitive angle, mm. I guess. But what 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 was the turning point or trigger that got you to think, right, I'm I'm gonna go to the gym? I, I thought I'd give it a bit of a go. I, I'd been a very occasional user of the gym and I, I think I was one of these people probably 15 years ago. I paid my five hundred pound membership for the year and I went three times and I thought yeah, 150 pounds a visit is probably not very good value for me. So I, I'd retired, semi-retired from work six years ago. And I had um, I had prostate cancer the year before. Right. So there was a bit of a trigger. And I think you recognize your mortality potentially when you go through cancer. I mean, fortunately, and touch every bit of wood, Everything's fine now. I had a full prostatectomy, so I had my prostate taken out. So I had a, a pretty big scar. And I've been doing some circuit training outside with my wife every Saturday morning for the last, you know, for the previous few years. And I thought, you know what? I'm probably a little bit overweight. And unless you're taking your circuit training seriously and doing more than one hour a week, it doesn't really do very much for you. So I thought, and I'd, I'd done a little bit of research about as you get older, your weight training is very good for your bones, for your tendons, for your joints, et cetera, and, of course, your muscles. You're maintaining your muscle mass. And so I went down to the local gym in Holton. It's not far away from me. Um, and I'd been a few times. I'd been a member for a little while, but not really been taught how to use all the equipment properly. And so I booked up some lessons with this guy, Chris Roach, um, who was a, you know, this former junior world bodybuilding guy. And um, I said, Chris, look, I'd, I've got certain targets. I'd, I want to just see if I can get a bit fitter and a bit stronger and a bit leaner. So I started having lessons, some PT lessons with him. And his first look at me was, yes, Matthew, your, yeah, your shoulders are a bit rounded. You've obviously had a city job. We'll see what we can do. But he said, don't expect miracles straight away. You have to work at it. Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking, okay, that's fair enough. So I, I ended up going twice a week with him. And this was kind of during my semi-retirement period. Um, and I actually became slightly addicted to it, but over time I could slowly feel, yeah, uh, posture getting better. And I could then, yeah, I was starting lifting some weights 
And whereas I might have started on 40 or 50 kilograms, yet every week we had a, we had a different program, whether it was arms and shoulders, chest, legs, back, you know, the, the usual array. And we had then, he wrote a program for me. So I was going to the gym about four times a week, focusing on a different muscle area. And we were setting targets as well. And I said to him, I'd like to lift, let's say, 70 kilograms one rep bench press max. That was five years ago. Now I'm, I'm bench pressing kind of 70 kilograms, but maybe six sets of eight or six sets of 10. Mm. I couldn't have even lifted one five years ago. Yeah. So that when, when people say, oh, yeah, it's, it, it's a waste of time going to the gym. And some people say this, yeah, but you've got to stick at it and you've got to get stronger more slowly. You can't suddenly expect to be an Arnold Schwarzenegger in, in the space of three months. That's simply not going to happen. Mm. But I I do feel better and I feel stronger. Yeah, my 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 deadlifting is, yeah, I can do a one rep max of 160 kilograms. I never thought I could do that a few years ago. So, and the more you feel stronger and fitter and better, the more you go down because there's also there's also less chance of injury if you're doing it gradually and building up your muscle groups as opposed to the youngsters can go to the gym. They're much more supple. And of course, a lot of the guys just focus on their on their chest and their arms, and they kind of strut around like a like a cockerel. Um, but it's that all round kind of tuition that I've had that I think is yeah. I, I've learned that from a PT, I know how to do things properly in a controlled manner. And the minute you feel a tweak or a twinge, you stop, and then you you have a look and you stretch yourself, and then perhaps you have another go. Um, but it's, it's been, it's been a, a five year program and I would not have been able to do the challenge if I hadn't built up my strength, mm-hmm. but the trigger for me, definitely partly leaving, leaving work. And I was probably a little bit overweight at the time as well. I probably had you know too many lunches and dinners and beers and wine. Of course you're commuting into work as well. So your, your time, your availability on time is not as much as it is if you're if you're at home and outside nine and five or nine to six, you can actually go to the gym. So I found that I had a better time to go, but I was also more determined to get myself fit and healthy. And Matthew, because we we've uh, I'm sure Greg's probably explained just just before we came on air, but we we have this thing that we've thought of called the midlife athlete framework and there's various component parts to it and we've we've been breaking that down and and we've we've done a few sessions on sort of strength training and so on and um but from a from a listener's perspective it'd be quite interesting to get your perspective on how how long did you did it take before you started to really kind of notice some some changes because you're right it's not going to happen overnight and it does require patience and it does require work but it would be good just to get some insight from a listener's perspective who are maybe thinking about embarking on this journey. Um, I think it's probably about six months when I really started noticing that I was losing a little bit of weight and I had a little bit more definition of muscle. Now, you can't suddenly get a six-pack if you've been stuck in the city for 30 years. We know that. But about, about a year ago, or two years ago, probably actually. So I've been training for three years. I was beginning, I wouldn't say a six pack, but I was beginning to use that kind of the middle-aged spread, as you sometimes can call it. So, 
and this is despite also, and I probably shouldn't be saying this on a, on a middle, middle-aged athlete podcast, but I still go and enjoy a pint of beer. Or, fine, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've, I've not, and I think it's important for the listeners to know, you're not starving yourself. You're not changing everything that you do with life. Hmm. What you are doing is putting a little bit more exercise and you feel motivated to do something as well. Hmm. Because I, I have not given up or changed the other parts of my life that much, really. Yes, I probably drink a little bit less alcohol, um, but I think generally you, you do as you get a little bit older. But I think it's certainly six months you can begin to see some kind of change. And I wasn't crash dieting, and that's what I just want to make sure that people know. Some people will starve themselves whilst they're going to the gym. And my view is that's not very healthy because you also need to fuel your body, but you probably need to eat a little bit better. Mm. And, yeah, if it is a bit more protein. And I've, I've subsequent to kind of going to the gym and training for this challenge, I've, I've been doing quite a lot of reading just in terms of what you need to eat. Yeah, it's, it's possible to maintain muscle mass. As you get older, you probably need to work a little bit harder at it. Yeah. But I'm now, and I think my wife would agree, I'm probably in the best shape that I've been for so many years without having to sacrifice lots of other things in my life. And I think that's, yeah, I'm quite proud of that, to be honest. And so you should be. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I, we, we've been banging on about this on the podcast for so long about maintaining muscle mass as we get older, it's so, how, how important it is. Um, and yeah, I, I, and I got back into weight training recently after, um, uh, after doing more cycling than anything else. Um, I'm, I'm sort of thoroughly enjoying it. I used to weight train a lot for when I was playing rugby, but, um, so I went by the wayside as I got older and I was, I was, um, I was out on a bike ride the other day. Um, I was chatting to one of the guys on, on it. He, on, on bike. he's 50 as well and um we just turned 50 and he was saying that i was saying about maintain muscle mass you've got you know you've got to do your weights it's not it's not good just to go for well it's not enough just to go for long slow bike rides and stop off for a coffee and a cake it's yeah enjoy that but you need to add in a bit more bit more oomph to it you need to work a bit harder bit, and get a bit uncomfortable because weight training is a bit uncomfortable at times hmm. and he said yeah well yeah we've got to give ourselves give ourselves a break you know we're 50 i said well yeah but that's not an ex- that's not the excuse you, sh- you should have it should be a case of you know be- you should be doing it because you're 50 <laughs> and not that is an excuse to say i shouldn't be doing it because i'm 50 yeah i'm 12 for this no you're not no it has to you have to be doing it yeah and i i i i'll use my wife as an example as well um, she's a year older than I am and she she still runs half marathons in 152 wow bloody and she ran a half marathon in Brighton this year 152.40 and the one that she ran just before COVID was 152.40 <laughs> so it goes to show that over a few years as long as you enjoy what you're doing and, and yeah, touch wood, you don't get any injuries because those injuries can come and get you by surprise. There's a mentality thing. Mm. I'm sure it's a lot of it's up here. And I know exactly what you're saying, Greg. A lot of people get old before they really are old. Mm. And they sometimes view age as, a, as an excuse not to do something. Whereas I think hopefully I'm an example now of somebody who's 
I wasn't I wasn't a gym guy throughout my thirties and forties. But I'm I'm yeah, as I said, I'm probably as strong as as fit and in terms of body shape, as good as I've ever been. Is, and that's only happened in the last five or six years. Is, is this, uh, do you think you, you are, or is, is part of what you're doing an investment in yourself in the future? Well, as I mentioned, I, I, had, that, um, I had that prostate cancer mm-hmm. scare. And I think that probably also triggered something in me to say, Matthew, you've got to keep, you've got to look after yourself for as long as you possibly can, mm-hmm. because something may come and get you. Hmm. that you have no control over. But if you do look after yourself, either from a dietary perspective or exercise perspective, preferably both, of course, then you give yourself half a chance, don't you, hmm. of, of being able to be mobile until you're quite elderly. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I still see people in the gym. And there's one lady who I think she's between 85 and 90. She's still going on the running machine, and she'll go on the running machine for twenty minutes. And I'm not. This is not a slow run. This is a medium run. Mm. And then she'll go straight on the rowing machine for five minutes, and then she'll go and do something else. I'm thinking, well, she's she's got used to it, mm. and I think your body does get used to the same kind of training as well. But it's testament to the fact that you you can do a lot, a lot more than you think you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The body the body is has amazing powers of even as we get older, amazing powers of restoration and recuperation and uh, and, and strength gains are whether you're nine or ninety, you can, can still happen. Mm. Um, it's just it's just it's just putting it into practice. And he says you need to be consistent um, and you need to be um, uh, focused. But it, yeah. the, but the benefits are are huge. Are huge. I'm going to mm. put a little cheeky plug in for. Um, a newsletter that I wrote on um, on our Substack <laughs> on the weekend, uh, based on some latest research about um, rejuvenating old muscles. It's very, it's fascinating stuff. Um, so, um, okay. listeners, dig it out. Sign up to Substack and read it. Um, it's it's not behind a paywall. It's free. You can go on, and there's a little training what's, protocol at the end. So what's what's the um, what's the what's the upside? Uh, so. A team in um, a unit in Australia um, who are looking at regenerative medicine uh, wanted to understand what lay behind um, um, sarcopenia, but muscle loss, basically, that we that mm-hmm. we've just alluded to. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, as most of these researchers do, look at um, animals, different animals, to see who's got the closest sort of makeup to humans. You know relating to the subject of the study and so in this case they looked at this um this fish that shares a a remarkable um similarity to us from an aging perspective but it just happens in a faster shorter period of time right so it's it's great to study from an aging perspective Um, and what they found is that um there's a process that happens at the end of of life in muscles where um uh, in this particular case, um, the mitochondria gets um, there's a there's a sort of shortage of uh, the lipid, which is a, a fatty substance which is used to to create the energy. We've talked about that sort of oxidization process. That produces a stress on the mitochondria, um, mitohormesis. It's it, it's called, and uh, what that then does is 
it, it, it means that the muscle goes into a kind of rejuvenation phase. Um, but the interesting thing is that you can reproduce that mitohormesis by doing some aerobic exercise. So, yes, it's great. Talk about going to the gym, do the strength stuff. But actually, if you really want to unlock it, you probably need to, to do a combination of both. So you produce, uh, you get the stress response, that tiny stress response from doing probably your zone two stuff. Um, and then you add your strength stuff on the top. Um, and that I think is probably going to be the secret. So you heard it here first. Um, but it was combining, (laughs) as we have done, Greg, we've talked about researchers, they go into their very, very specific, tiny, you know, point Mm -hmm. of focus, but actually if you join the dots, you can start to see where, um, the bigger picture lies. Well, yeah, I mean, we, we, uh, previous podcasts talking about, um, strength training and, and or anaerobic training, uh, weight training, et cetera, and, and how important the aerobic side of it is in terms of um, regener- of, of recuperation between sets. You know, you need your, you need your cardiovascular system there to, to help uh, recover um, both, you know, me- immediately between sets, but also afterwards as well. And, and as we get older, we need to be doing, you know, cardiovascular and strength. You know, it's, 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 it's a bit of everything. That's really important because we're not we're not as sport specific as we as we were when we were younger, and um, and so we 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 can. I mean, I'm I'm very peripatetic when it comes to exercise. I can do I do all sorts, and I don't stick to a particularly rigid program. So I just do whatever I feel like I want to do at the time. But I try and mix in weight training and cardiovascular as best I can. Yeah, that's that's fascinating. Yeah. Now it's good to know. I mean, I've 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 not been to my outdoor circuit sessions um, for a number of months because, of course, I was I, most Saturday mornings I've been spending three or four hours in the gym anyway, doing the, doing the repetitions. So I'm looking forward from next Saturday to have an outdoor cardiovascular mm. circuit session, and then yeah, you're right. Combine that with some some weight training. Yeah, it's, I remember going, after the burpee thing, it was like I just want to go for a bike ride. That's just not, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I don't do anything. It involves me pushing something. Uh, oh well, with my arms at least. But <laughs> yeah, so, so, yeah. yeah so changes change the scenery is is is, uh, is lovely. Yeah. No, definitely. The, back to the, the 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 challenge, Matthew. When you um, you said you were trying to keeping up with the uh, with the the younger guys, did you did you at any point sort of notice actually that much difference between between you and them? I think as we probably were in three hours to three and a half hours, they were probably a little bit quicker on the repetition, hmm. but not that much. Um, and I think when, when, you, when you go and check your number of sets that you've done, let's say I might have been at, after three hours, maybe I was at 50 sets, however many I'd done. Somebody might have been on 55. Hmm. So it, there wasn't a material difference. But I think in the last hour, I think everyone was exactly at the same rate again. So I, I, if I'd looked at it, I mean, the, the guy who actually did the most sets, I think, was, was uh, the 31-year-old guy. Works outside, had done a huge amount of training, and also I think has got a, yeah, just able mentally to focus, kind of in the zone for the whole six hours which I was kind of in a zone for an hour at a time and I wanted to have a break, but then I had to get back into it again. Um, but actually, 
it worked. It worked in the end. So it, it's an interesting question because I thought I was going to be really struggling. Um, and up, up when we finished, it was it was kind of a relief. Yet the adrenaline was still pumping. Um, and then you have a little bit of a downer afterwards. A few hours later, actually, it was probably the next day. It was probably Sunday. I think, oh my gosh, yeah, you could actually take a bit of a breather. Mm. Um, but then, so I went back to the gym again on Sunday to stretch. So I kind of, but I, you just are lacking energy at that stage. Mm. It does take a little bit of time to recover, as as Greg, you will. You will. Oh, yeah, I, mean, I think it was. So we finished on the um, Sunday morning, Sunday afternoon, and I on the Tuesday. So about forty eight hours later, I went to do a press up. <laughs> I tried, I tried, I some press ups, and uh, I did two, and my body went no, no. Stop. Yeah, it, it, <laughs> but your your body can do so much. Yeah, and I think this was where the young lads were were thinking: if they keep on going, they won't tire at all. Or they'll tire, but it, it was worse for them if they'd stopped and then restarted and stopped and restarted. Mm. So they just wanted to keep on going, and it ended up being pretty amazing, really. Yeah, it is. It is quite astonishing, but it's 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 quite striking that there wasn't the gulf that maybe you yes. thought there was and maybe listeners listening to this will think oh yeah the, you know the 20 year olds were probably doing twice as much as matthew you know but it, it's that's not the case which just shows what you can well, do it shows what you can do and i think it also the training yeah you can't when we started training for it we, we had these chats about yeah it's not it's not a sprint it is a marathon it mm. sounds a bit of a cliche but actually, a marathon—you know, somebody who's doing their first or second marathon, unless they're a naturally gifted runner, might be doing it in four and a half, five, or six hours. Mm-hmm. And unlike a marathon, and I, 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 I speak from not first-hand experience, but one of my one of my nieces ran her first ever marathon in Brighton this year. <coughs> She'd never run more than sixteen miles, and we met her at the sixteen-mile mark to give her more gels. And her comment was. I've never run this far before, mm. and she still had 10 miles to go. The last 10 miles almost killed her. It took her such a long time. Mm-hmm. But I think because she was running by herself, we, in from our perspective, we were a team, which makes it easy anyway. And there was, the, there was the music, there was the bravado. We were also encouraged by people in and out of the gym giving us some support, which you get in the marathon as well. But where I was surprised is that I was expecting to really hurt. When we got to 800,000 kilograms, I thought the run rate was going to go down, and it simply didn't. Mm-hmm. If, if it was 2 million, one, one could say, therefore, we didn't try hard enough, <laughs> <laughs> or we should have done 2 million or 3 million. But it was, it, it, was, it was quite unbelievable how we just kept on going and going and going at the same speed. Now, I know running is slightly different because we also did three exercises. So in a way, we were yeah, resting two other muscle groups while we did the third one, whereas running is just constantly on yeah. your legs. But I was quite surprised because in the end, it was treated by all of us as a bit more of a kind of 10K run than a marathon. Mm. Yeah. Which I was flabbergasted that we actually managed to do it. Well, I, right. I think it, it, it certainly shows what what, what – What's cap- what people are capable of doing, and yeah, a million kilograms. In, I, I've, I've mentioned to people about what you're doing, and uh, yeah, a million kilograms in 24 hours. And they'll go, whoa, that's 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 impressive. 
And then you get, so we're going to tell them now they did it in six hours. It's like, that's just, you know, that's quite mind boggling. Um, it, it is mind boggling. And if you look at the number of repetitions that were done within six hours, hmm. it was about 18,000 repetitions between six of us. Yeah. Yeah. So let's say it wasn't, let's say it's probably 2,600 each because some people did slightly heavier on the bench press. Um, but it was it, it is mind boggling, Greg. I absolutely agree with you, and I, I, I'm still I'm just pleasantly surprised I was part of the team. And I think bringing bringing those guys together and everyone giving each other the support mm. and yeah, there was encouragement. If you see the Instagram pages, it was kind of come on, you can do this. Mm. It was so great to have that. Mm. Fantastic. Well, I, I, I definitely, yeah, as we said earlier, it would be great to think of something where even more people can get involved. We just need to give a, give it some thought collectively. And maybe some of your listeners can yeah. suggest something. Well, I, I think so. I mean, I mean, I've, I've mentioned it to, to to the two of the guys who are on this, on the, the challenge with me and they're all, they're up for it for doing something like that. Um, so I think, I think this, this would spark, I and mean, there's, there's, there's people out there who would see this as a, now that listening to what you're saying and what you've, what you've achieved, will, I'm sure there'll be people going, right, we can do this, absolutely. And, you know, you start spreading the word, and I think you'll, um, we'll start, a, a bit of momentum will, will start to pick up, I think. So, listeners, you've heard it here. Get in touch with us. Mm. You know our email yeah. address by now, but I'll repeat it anyway. Midlifeathletepodcast at gmail.com. And, uh, come up with some ideas and and if you've got some ideas that you think are worthwhile sharing then um we'll feed them in and and um see what see what we can organize that sounds yeah absolutely sounds like great idea. I, it'd be fantastic great. I to get previous guests who might board. be up for this yeah 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 <laughs> there'll be a few i'm sure but i think it's just yeah it's it's, it's proving that anything's possible but mm. yeah you you do need to do a little bit of training which is where i think over the next two or three months it would be great to have a task that or a challenge that can be set mm. and it gives people six months or so to train for it. Mm. Um, because I think any, any, any challenge will definitely need six months of training. Mm. Yeah. But it's also something to work towards. If people do think, Oh, that that's going to really test me. Yeah. Let's, let's see if it does test you. Yeah. Yeah. As long as it's all done in a, you know, from a health and safety point of view, <laughs> I think we have to say that. Don't we? <laughs> Yeah, yeah, just just get him to sign a waiver, Matthew. Don't worry about it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think this, and I, I think this, the whole gym culture in the UK, and I think it's pretty much the same in the states as well. Um, Europe, I'm not sure, but the, there are so many gyms everywhere now. Mm. Yeah, it's something that we could really get some momentum going. Mm. So yeah, oh, great to get some suggestions, and I'd be very happy to share whatever thoughts that I've got. With other people about yeah, you know, what they think would be a great opportunity to get everyone involved, but we have to have an angle on the midlife side. No, absolutely. Um, I, 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 if you look at something like CrossFit, um, the sort of the the global reach that CrossFit has, um, yeah, that would be a good place to start because they're they're massively into their weight training. Uh, weight yes, training. so yeah, that would be that would be a good place it's, to start. But I think it could be if you look at the you know, couch to five k kind of thing. Or park runs as well, yeah. Park runs. Mm -hmm. And then, yeah, this could be mm -hmm. 
for 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 a certain demographic anyone can do it but i know mm. specifically we should be targeting people of a certain age mm. because it's good for them it's better for your muscles mm. it's better for your recover of your mobility for your mm. tendons and various other things as long as it's done under a degree of guidance but that's the that's the kind of vision i've got yeah, it's it's a worthy. Vision. I was gonna I was gonna say that couch to five k could be quite an interesting perspective because if there are if there are listeners who are let's say endurance athletes but don't do much strength training but fancy something like this and are therefore starting from scratch, um, actually sort of having a goal at the end of it like your five k run um, would be would be brilliant, right? So you could say, okay, you can start from nothing. Mm. Or if you are an experienced weight trainer like Greg, for example, fine. But if you're starting from zero, there's a sort of, you know, program, if you like, that gets you to that point where you embark on the challenge and the, the challenge is, you know, the equivalent of whatever a 5K is in the in the, way, in the shifting weight world, which I what would no also be, Yeah, what would also be really interesting is if, say that's something that people can do and they start doing some weight training to see if it actually improves their five kilometer time mm. yeah because it might be a little bit of it might be a little bit of weight loss it might be a little bit of fat uh, it loss. probably will improve um, time not least because it will probably help run an economy um mm. you 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 probably hold yourself well, a little bit better to help run an economy say couch to 5k you got couch to 5,000 kilograms or couch to 100,000 kilograms yeah um so, well, start and then yeah, it's a bit like you could yeah you could be yeah ten thousand kilograms to start with in one session, hmm. and then you could build up to that, and then there might be another challenge for those who want to do twenty thousand in one session or one hour, yeah, and so on and so forth. So, um, but I think we have to target yeah it, it, middle aged. I'm not sure where middle age begins and ends actually, but. Yeah it's, it's, yeah, it's a bit blurry. <laughs> yeah, X to X plus 15 years or something. But it might be interesting to also from your listeners, where where would they like to be? Is there something that they would consider doing? If it's an, if it's an organized, structured, perhaps a fundraising challenge, mm. you know, would they think that lifting or moving 10,000 kilograms of a certain, and it could be a deadlift or it could be a combination of deadlift and bench press, which is kind of quite a an interesting double act if you like because you're not putting too much strain it's a very different movement as, as, as greg will attest you know one versus the other to do ten thousand in an hour my when i first started my pt was monitoring some of the weights i was moving in one hour with a, a supervised pt session and it was maybe a good session was maybe eight to nine thousand kilograms mm-hmm. not straight away but moving towards it mm-hmm. and then we got towards 12 to thirteen thousand. and of course it's different in terms of which exercise you're doing but the training for this, yeah, you're you're targeting twenty to twenty five thousand in an hour, and then maybe thirty five thousand in two hours, and, and you're gradually building up the weights that you can move. It is a gradual thing, but so glad I did it. Actually. Yeah, I bet over the moon that we managed to we, we raised we raised just over ten thousand pounds. Fantastic. Um, before gift aid, so you can add a little bit onto that, and there's a little bit more money dribbling in. So. It, Great cause, great awareness, mm. and we had a bit of fun doing it. Absolutely, absolutely. It doesn't sound like you're no, going fantastic. to give up weight training, Matthew. It sounds like you're hooked now for no, life. Not at all. I, I, I think, I think for me, I'd, I'd like to go back to um, 
a little bit more strength training as opposed to the you know the, the repetition training for the time being because hmm. it was it's very time consuming when you're doing yeah when you're trying to do 50 60 or 70,000 kilograms in a training session and it's probably like you Greg if you're doing yeah, if you're doing 50 burpees, it's fine. But if you're doing 500 burpees, it actually takes a bit of time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, but, but definitely I'd, I, I will not be giving it up because A, I feel much better doing it and you get your endorphins going. And you also, that competitive nature within me that I've always had in everything I've done, I'm going to try to go for my one rep max. I want to do my 100 kilogram bench press before Christmas. Let's set myself a realistic mm-hmm. target. Um, I'd like to do yeah a little bit more on the on on the deadlift. I'd like to do 180. If I could do twice my body weight, that's a really good weight. Mm. So I'd like to get to that stage, but I know I can't get there straight away. You know, mm. again, you have to do incremental changes. Mm. But I will not be giving up. You're absolutely right. Good fun. Good. Yes. Fantastic. So we always ask uh, each of our guests um, the same two questions to finish up. And um, you know, it's been so long, Greg, since we've actually had a guest on. <laughs> I've now forgotten the questions. So no, I've got one. Well, I can remember one. Uh, no, I can remember them. I've got okay. them. I've got them. I've got them. Right. So the first one is, okay. um, if you could only ever do two sports or two forms of exercise, um, what would those two be? One, I have to be honest, would be golf. Oh, you're the first yeah, golf. we've never had golf. And the reason, well, the reason I say that is because, A, it's a game I enjoy and I'm relatively okay at it. And I'm lucky enough to have, got, have made some friends over the years where we invite each other to different golf courses. So, A, it's social. And secondly, you get to play some really amazing golf courses. The second one would actually be now going to the gym. If you'd asked me maybe 10 years ago, I probably would have said golf and cricket. Right. I still play cricket now, but I can still bowl as fast as I could when I was a youngster. And the reason I can do that is probably because I go to the gym quite yeah. a lot. Yeah, yeah. Because it strengthens your shoulder and the yeah. tendons and the muscles. Yeah. So my mobility is is as good as it was. Maybe not quite as good as when I was 18 years old, but you know what I'm saying? It mm. hasn't deteriorated mm. as much as if I wasn't using my, my shoulders and doing some, certain lifts and stretching. Fantastic. Okay. Okay. So second question is, um, I, do you know, what was the second question? Have you forgotten? It's the desert island oh, discs right. of, of exercise. So if you if there's one moment in your sort of sporting exercise history or life, there's one that you would love, you would want to replay over and over again. Well, it's just groundhog day run desert island disc, the groundhog day of exercise. Do you know what? It's it because it's so fresh in my mind, it's the completion of the million kilogram challenge. It's it's actually quite emotional Mm. because you'd done it. And then we thought, my goodness me, we've trained for something, we've achieved it. And we've had a bit of fun doing it at the same time. Mm. 
But I can picture the other five guys and me, we were together thinking, guys, you know what? We've done something mm. really unusually mm. good. Mm. That to me would be a moment and a memory that, that will be with me forever. Fantastic. Brilliant. And I'm hoping to replicate that doing something different. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Fantastic. That 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 for certain would 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 um that 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 memory and vision won't go away anytime soon. Good. Well, that's a good one to 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 end with. So uh Matthew, it's been it's been great having you on. Um uh, I must admit when Greg sent me the thing, I was like this sounds bonkers. So uh, it's been great chatting to you about it. Um, and hopefully we will have sparked some interest with listeners to get in touch mm-hmm. with us to say this could be quite an interesting project for, you know, midlife people everywhere mm-hmm. to be able to, to do something with, um, with shifting some weight. So um, thank you for, yeah. for that as well. well it's, it's, it's shifting weight and shifting yes. weight, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. Actually, we've just got to, yeah, that's it. Shift weight to shift weight. There you go. God, somebody would have got paid a fortune to come up with that. <laughs> <laughs> and it could be, yeah, it could be, yeah, that we can kind of, yeah, we can work. Yeah, out. absolutely. But I'm, I'm very happy. And please, guys, keep in touch. We definitely yeah, will. Absolutely. Definitely keep in touch with any ideas that we've mm. got. And let, let's see if we can kind of leverage off your listeners. Mm. Um, yeah, to see if they can come up with any ideas, yeah. and if they're supportive of such a challenge, which would also be fantastic. yeah, and not just yeah. not just come up with the ideas, but hopefully to take part as well. So that would be that would be yeah, great right. as well. I'm just going to patent shift weight to shift weight before. <laughs> okay, <all> right, okay. <laughs> right, thank good. you, Matthew. Well, thanks very much, and apologies for the um, problem the other day. No, don't worry, don't worry. Um, all right, good. Thanks very much. Cheers, Matthew. And, uh, keep in touch. Cheers. All right, bye. Cheers. Thanks. Bye now.